1: our cast, good to be back after a long three-day weekend. Yeah, man. What's up, Russ? How you doing, man? How was your Memorial Day weekend?
0: It was good, man. It was good. We uh, got to hang with the fam and have some people over. Do some traditional 1950s American cuisine called hot dogs on the grill. <laughs> I ate so many hot dogs this past weekend. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Cheap cookies for dessert, dude. Who says America beer? doesn't have a culture, dude? Come on. Yep. I mean, I love Miller, Miller I love Lights food. and hot dogs. Yeah, I love food. I love getting creative with it. I love eating it, cooking it, tasting it, all of it. But there's just something really cool, man, about just hot dogs and cheap back and cheese, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to, you know, just take some time to reflect. As you know, Memorial Day is oftentimes confused by a lot of people with like veterans day or armed services day. It's like, no, sure. no, no, Armed services day is for people who are wearing the uniform veterans day is for people who we, you know, we celebrate those who hung up their uniform. Mm-hmm. Memorial day is about remembering the people who never left their uniform. Mm-hmm. Very different. So, you know, we took some time to think about that man and then just spend some time with each other, which was good and, you know, laugh and enjoy the freedom that we have. But the coolest thing for me over the weekend is I had some friends shout out to Josh and Vicky part of the Lark and um, they surprised me dude with a birthday present man that they had planned a little while back. And I got to go see my all time favorite movie, which for me as a kid was like just the coolest thing on earth because I watched it every week. Smokey and the Bandit. And I got to see that. Right? Yeah, dude burt reynolds is part of the trinity of florida basically sure and uh so yeah just, just you know just in the very nostalgic you know for me but just being able to go into a theater i never got to see in a theater man and they they replayed it in a theater here so we went and saw the movie man went out to Mm. eat they even went as far as like sneaking some coors into the theater man which is the plot of the movie is this whole (laughs) bet about getting Coors, which was illegal to transport across state lines from Texas back to Georgia. <laughs> and uh, it was it was cool, man.
1: Just yeah, good weekend. So that's cool, because I saw the Instagram on that and I didn't know that that was part of the plot of the movie. I just thought they found like some really old school like Coors that they drank in the movie or something like
0: that. Mm. They kind of went all out on that thing. They did, man. Yeah, that's yeah. actual. back in 1977. It was illegal to transport that beer across state lines okay and so a couple of good old boys who are really wealthy bet the bandit and snowman that they can't get there and back in a certain number of hours so that's what the movie is is (laughs) (laughs) picking up this beer and getting it back
1: yeah russ was not happy to know that i had not seen that movie so he gave me some he gave me some homework uh i have to i have to check it out for sure Got to do it man that's cool, man. I definitely did the hot dog thing. So I kind of did like um, I kind of had a nice juxtaposition of food because on Saturday I went to a neighborhood block party in a neighborhood of which I do not live in. It's like the richest subdivision in my city. Mm. And like here comes like me. I'm like the riff raff for that lives like close to the square downtown. So everyone's like, Do you do you live here? I'm like, no, Cause if I you don't. do, we
0: need to move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. Well, of course, everyone's meeting Pam, my wife, and she looks like she could belong in that subdivision. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm Pam's a hood rat husband, Tony. What's up? <laughs> and um, but my buddy um Billy, chef Billy Parisi, um, he cooked 30, 30 full slabs of ribs mm. over a homemade cinder block. Um you know, uh, grill fire pit. They did a whole hog last year. I know. And I, I, you know, I know you saw it and I was sending you some stuff and you, you were referenced a couple times at that party. I will, I will let you know that. Um, dude, if I don't know. I would have literally hopped on a flight the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had that dude. I found out one of Billy's neighbors was actually, um, pegged to be Dennis the menace in the Walter Matthau, Dennis, the menace movie yeah and he smarted off to like one of the producers and they booted him so i'm like like all finding out all this cool stuff uh talk like about that. irony you're you're gonna play <laughs> right that's like
0: dude, <laughs> dude he was method he was
1: method acting bro what are you doing you're kicking him well, out if like, anything
0: like this dude is a actual portrayal of the character man come on yeah,
1: that's actually the first thought i had that's hilarious um But yeah, that is, that is ironic, but yeah, lots of hot dogs. One thing that was really cool was, um, like impromptu legit. We like had a field day in our backyard on Sunday. It Mm. all started with my son, my oldest son challenging me to a race. we bet 50 bucks on it. Let's just say I'm $50 poorer today than I was before that race. And, um, so got my smoked. the realization of my age and limitations is really starting to set in. But then that sparked like other people starting to race. So like everyone started racing and you know, like foot race kind of a thing. And let's just say we got some video footage of like people like falling. In, you know in the middle of races people pulling muscles all that kind of stuff yeah but then we did then we did a prompt egg toss so we just went and grabbed a bunch of neighbors on the block did a big egg toss in the backyard which then turned into just like beers and hangs like late into the night so yeah it was a pretty pretty fun weekend but glad to be back in your guys ears um sorry that it's on wednesday not tuesday um i'm sure you guys um can be gracious to us i mean if we're actually accomplishing anything in our our content. Hopefully, hopefully the fruit of you being gracious toward us would be. part of that. But uh, we're continuing our conversation in John. And as you know, we've set a half hour time limit for us. We're getting back to every week. And
0: Russ is you're up to bat, bro. Let's go. Here we go, man. So John chapter one, verse 14 to 18 is where we're going to be at today. And just sort of this novel idea of letting Jesus's words speak for themselves. Um, I know it's crazy. It's crazy that we would, that we would do this, but here we go. So it says uh, in the, yeah, can't talk right now. So here we go again, here we go. And the, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us really fast. It's just in reference to the first few verses before this. Where it's just made very plain that the word is referring to Jesus, God the Son, who's been there from the beginning. It says right here, just so we're all clear, that God Himself, the Word, became flesh and dwelt among us. All right. And we have seen His glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then it says this in verse 15, John, this is a reference to John, the Baptist, not John, the author of this gospel that we're reading. The baptizer, the baptizer, the crazy wild man. And uh, it says, John bore witness about him referring to Jesus and cried out. This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me Hmm. for from him. I'm sorry, for from his fullness, we have all received grace, upon grace mm. for the law was given through moses grace and truth came through jesus christ no one has ever seen god the only god who was at the father's side he has made him known mm-hmm. i love 14 and 18. so dope dude So much, just so much right good there. stuff in there everything we say from here on out is just gonna go downhill it's just thanks going downhill te- thanks man. for teeing up the next podcast for me i appreciate that <laughs> no i mean from these verses like when you read like these verses it's like this is that this is for me because you know how it is man when you're preaching like from the bible every now and then you get a passage where you're like okay i'm gonna read these verses and everything i say from here on out is going yeah, downhill right <laughs> it's uh it's good man and it's so good
1: so this again word that-, that was face to face with the father Right.
0: Yes. He became flesh, became flesh. The, the God who created all things became flesh, took on the name Jesus. And that's kind of what John's addressing here. He's addressing the incarnation. He's addressing this thing that we celebrate every year at Christmas, hmm. um, which to me is a really big deal. I know we kind of highlighted it for a moment in the last few podcasts, but it's just this idea that God has come down the ladder. And decided to dwell among us hmm. to take on human flesh to become like us so that he can identify with us and go on and do something that none of us could ever do yeah don't do and will never do in hopes to dwell in relationship with a perfect holy and righteous god hmm. he's, he's become flesh man he's done this this word became flesh and dwelt among us the word literally means tabernacled okay Hmm. like this idea that god is tented among us yeah uh as i've said before we came down that ladder and then kicked down the ladder no more is life about trying to ascribe to this idea of what is god like and what do i need to do to climb the ladder to be with him one day right instead in jesus christ we find that god has chosen to come and dwell among us to unite himself to a broken world man and that just wrecks me dude every time i think about it if
1: you've ever thought what do i got to do to bridge this gap and you think it's on you and whatever you conjure up in your brain and your heart or what you got (laughs) to do man we're here to bring you some
0: good news god has already made his way down to us yep and it always like this thing that's in us as you know we're we're broken people man we're addicted to religion Mm. because we love the myth of control and uh Every time you hear that, right, there's this thing in you that rejoices, and then there's this thing in you that goes, yeah, but, and it's like, no, dude, that's that's what these verses are about. This is what John the Apostle is making known. There is no but. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Hmm. There's no but. This is just reality. Take it or not, believe it or not, choose it or not, trust it or not, irrelevant. This is reality. God has tented, he's tabernacled. Among us. And you see it in the Old Testament, right? You see this tabernacle where God's presence sort of dwelt as it traveled with the people, right, in Israel. And the beauty in this is like, God sort of, as you study the Old Testament, you see all these passages that are constantly pointing us to what God is like. It's constantly pointing us to what humanity is like. It's constantly pointing us to a Messiah who's coming because humanity does not have within it, right, what is needed. To dwell with him, man, we just don't, and he knows this. And at no point do you ever see him looking at our humanity as this thing that we need to overcome, Mm -hmm. so much so that he would choose to become human, man, to Mm. prove it to us. Mm. That's pretty, pretty awesome for me. And so that's the point, man. Like God is now here; he's with us. And of course, like after Jesus's day, there was like these people that you know oftentimes referred to as like the Gnostics. I mean, you could call them doubters, haters, you know, whatever you want to call them from then or today. Um, Just to be clear, I think some of them could be very sincere, okay, like in their approach. But you can be sincere about something, but not be sincerely aligned with what is actual reality. Hmm. And the Gnostics were these people that believed like, yeah, Jesus, yeah, he was great. He was He was definitely more than a, like a good teacher or somebody who just called us to like what love, you know, really is. But they had this idea that he wasn't fully human, that he was almost like angelic. They had this, they couldn't wrap their minds around a a holy God taking on human form, subjecting himself to, right, all the things of humanity and the limitations of humanity. Yeah, because of their
1: fundamental belief that like humanity and flesh is inherently like, bad, wrong, mm-hmm. decaying. So to unite himself to that would be to unite himself to something that's not good. And there's yep. some truth in that. But, but. it goes too far.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I say you can get into a whole study, man, when you start get into like lineage, which I'm just going to throw a side note in here, man. One of the most. Like earth rattling things for me and wrestling through that as a young believer was discovering in Matthew, who was a gospel, a writer of of a gospel that was really specific to helping the Jewish people grab on to the fact that Jesus is that promised Messiah of God. As he goes through the lineage of Jesus, he ties it to King David, right? Like through his father, Joseph, which the Messiah had to be of the lineage of David. And people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there it is, man. He fulfilled that. There's another prophecy that Jesus fulfills. Oh, cool. But then you have those people who come forward and like, ah, hold on. Seems like God did this mysterious thing where Jesus was born of a virgin. So that he could be fully human, but not fully carry with him the curse of humanity. Right. Which is kind of like what the Gnostics were wrestling with so joseph's adopted father although that is fully legal doesn't quite qualify so guess what he's not of the line of david he's not the messiah and again god in his infinite wisdom comes along in matthew and not only shows this line through david passed through joseph but also through mary Mm. and it's like (sighs) i remember closing my bible learning that and being like Man, he doesn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like every butt we have. Yeah, that's cool. He meets us there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so I don't want to belabor all that. I just, that's a fun little fact, man, of just what God, I think, showing us here. And so you get down into this and you find that our humanity is not a problem to overcome, man. So this idea of like human becoming something is this never ending search of an unattainable promised land. And that's okay. And we, we see that Jesus is showing us that, man, he can now, God himself can now identify with us as someone who truly knows pain and suffering mm. and betrayal and abandonment and loss and fear and doubt, right? He knows all of these things, man. But what's cool is that he's not only showed us this, he showed us what true humanity looks like and how he goes about living in full dependence upon God through his life. And I'll just go ahead and end here, man, on this point. And just read this out of Hebrews chapter 2. I just felt like these verses, man, were so powerful. Hebrews chapter 2, um, you're going to go down to around verses 14, and he shows us, like, why God becomes flesh, why that's so important. And realizing that Jesus was not just some angelic being, that when he walked on the beach, you didn't see his footprints. Yeah. He, he left footprints, man, for a reason. Here's the reason. It says this. Since, therefore, the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, flesh and blood, okay, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who, through fear of death, were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham, that's us, right, people, therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every aspect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest on our behalf in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people, to make payment literally with his life. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted, man. All of that, All of those, all of that that is fulfilled on our behalf, dude, is because Jesus became human, fully human. (laughs) You can just stop there.
1: He didn't, he didn't have to do this. This speaks to what he's like, his heart for the world, his heart Mm -hmm. for people It literally comes in a way that we can grab onto. And I'm not trying to get ahead, but in 18 says like, so that I can make this God make us this, this Trinity, this relationship I'm trying to reveal us to you guys. And he does. So not from afar, but up close, someone with skin, mm. someone with someone who talks, someone who lives and walks and experiences life like we do. Yeah, it's I just do. beautiful.
0: Yeah, because you have all of these things by which God has now been able to identify with us and truly meet us where we are and offer himself as a high priest that we couldn't be. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that all of this, including his death, is only it's only brought about this because he became willfully chosen, intentional, yeah. right? Human mm-hmm. with us, man.
1: Yeah. And it is sad that, like in most if you've grown up in the church, you would think that the pursuit of the Christian life is to really overcome a lot and to become this very ideal kind of person. Um, Whereas like something far more sympathetic and merciful and gracious is happening. in the word becoming flesh
0: far more gracious, man. Yeah. Which goes kind of right into that very line, which, you know, in, in, in John chapter one, which, you know, I've read, you know, it refers to, to, to this one who became flesh coming full of grace and truth. Yeah. Okay. He's not like a little bit about grace and truth. He's actually full of grace and truth. And it just kind of brings to to mind this understanding that, Hey guys, just so we're clear, Jesus is never going to lie to you. Hmm. He's never going to hide reality from you. Hmm. He's full of truth. You can count on this. And yeah. a day where almost everybody can sometimes hide or bend something right for their own, you know, just for their own good, man. And he's also never going to make you in a sense like he's also full of truth. So this idea of like the law, he's never going to make you keep the law morality, if you want to call it that morality in action, um, because you can't. He's full of grace and he he knows what the law demands and he knows where where you fall short of it. So your spiritual resume, man, it's, um, it's not a requirement for his love and acceptance of you. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean he's saying, hey, go choose whatever reality you want and pursue it. I don't even care. That's yeah. not true because he's a God who is about truth. He is a God who has brought the law. He's declared for us what reality is and shown us where harmony is found. It's in walking in things that are good and from him. Um but that has nothing to do with the fact that he's full of grace. Your ability to walk in anything that is true has no bearing upon his acceptance of you. He's a God that's full of grace. Um, I just found that to be really encouraging, man. Thinking about that, you know, this week that seeing this one who came being full of grace and truth allows me to see God for who he is. Hmm. Truth. He allows me to, he allows me the freedom to see who I really am. And because he combines these two, he, I I get to drop the mask, man. I get to stop the pretending. I get to stop subjecting myself to this endless tyranny of religious performance, whether it's spiritual religion or cultural religion or political religion. I get to just drop the whole myth of that nonsense, man. Mm. And go, no, what the Christian life is not about something I do or someone I become. It's about what someone else did. Yeah. That I can't do, don't do, and won't do.
1: Yeah. That's the reality. I've always been frustrated how people pit grace and truth against each other. Almost like they're kind of like, you know, two equilibriums to kind of like, you know, guardrails, you know, Mm -hmm. almost so to speak, like, well, let's be about grace. And then, oh, well, when we're doing a little bit too much grace, well, truth brings us back, you know, to the to the middle and it's like you know i need i need the raw truth about yeah. what god is like and about who i am um because when i really grab onto that when i see that when that's revealed to me i know how much i need grace um and i know that grace is really all that i have really yeah truly And then once I'm, once I know the terms and conditions of how God interacts with me, that it is a, it is a gracious atmosphere. It's not like Mm. grace is like, I've heard you say this. It's not like grace is sitting in some like little jar off to the side and like, (laughs) I'll get a little, little bit of grace here today. A little bit of mercy here today. Some, some judgment and some righteousness, you know, on another day, it's the entire atmosphere. And because I know that I actually can face truth about Mm what God is like and about who I am, uh, things that maybe others might, you know, kind of gloss over or where we're we're prone to gloss over or we're prone to self-justify or we're prone to make it out to maybe not be as bad as it really is because Mm -hmm. I know that God loves me and that that is completely dependent on something he's done. I can embrace sometimes the ugly truth about who I am. But then I need the truth initially to see that, man, all I really have is grace. So they work together, not pit, They shouldn't be
0: pitted against each other at all. No, no, they shouldn't. And, but I would agree with you. They always are. Yeah. I haven't served or led anywhere. I've never even been in a conversation beyond me and one other person. Like you add a third person to any conversation about Jesus, dude, and it will inevitably always be someone with a break saying, hold up now gotta, gotta keep this thing in balance here. You know, he was grace and truth. And it's almost like they have this picture in their mind of like the old school, like a uh, TNC surf shop. When I was growing up, the yin yang, you know, symbol. And it's like this perfect balance, you know, and, and we yeah. gotta make sure we keep it in balance and mm-hmm. we don't want to be too truthful, man. Cause there needs to be some grace. Let's be honest. But Russ. You're just talking a lot about, just God's kindness toward us. Let's make sure we keep in check like what's needed and what we need to do. And it's like Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you understand what the word grace means. And I don't think you're understanding what the word truth means. Right. Okay. And I think probably the best way to to talk about that is right here in the text, all right? Right here in John 1. So two things. One, he says grace upon grace. He brings grace upon grace. Think about that from his fullness. We have all received yeah. grace upon grace Yeah, from his fullness, not ours. So let's stop making this about us and trying to have balance so that we have quotation marks fullness. Mm-hmm. This ain't about our fullness because <laughs> we ain't bring in any fullness of anything other than the fullness of complete brokenness that we constantly bring to everything. Because we can't help but turn everything into a story about us. You're full of shit, maybe. (laughs) So this fullness that we've received. Yeah, we're full (laughs) full of something. It's called a gift, Ephesians 2. You didn't have anything (laughs) to do with it. It's not something like, it wasn't like a a down payment. It wasn't this thing that, you know, you received and you pay back. It's like, no, it's a full-on gift that you can't afford. And it's grace upon grace. It's grace on top of grace. It's grace. And then every time you try to throw, well, we got to have in there just comes more grace to yeah. drown out that religious addicting, right? The impulse that we have to yeah. bring something we're doing into the story so that we can feel like we're in control.
1: Yeah. Liter- literally, the translation is grace in place of grace. <laughs> and the, so uh, I was reminded of this because I got a, I got a new bidet um Ooh. last week and i installed it it's the tushy brand this podcast is not sponsored by the tushy brand but they have this like really Could fun be. brand where like you open up the box and on the inside is all these like nicknames for the bidet my favorite one is the butthole car wash um <laughs> that one's pretty great and i'll shoot, oh I'll shoot you the text i'll see you the text later on uh the other one, the other one is perrier for your derrier um <laughs> and the bun gun that one's good too Oh, um, but anyways, um, yeah, I can go on and on about that. But anyways, if, I don't know if you ever watched Parks and Rec, but um, there's a this character Andy in there and he goes to the doctor with his girlfriend and she's got like a legitimate like scare, like a legitimate mm. like health concern. And he plays this like really just like lovable, like idiot. And he goes, hey, doc, like really, really quick. while I got you here. Hey, like sometimes I just I go I go poop. And sometimes I like go to wipe and I just like keep wiping and it's like it's not going away. Like it's just like it's like he goes, it's like a marker, like it just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, do, do you do you do you know what that is? And the doctor and his girlfriend just looking at him like, dude, you're a freaking idiot. And that is a very, very crass but um appropriate. I think that's an illustration, illustration.
0: No one on here is ever going to forget grace upon grace upon
1: grace in yep. place of grace. As soon as you think it's run out. Nope. It keeps coming. It keeps, keeps coming on coming. Also, I know that we're get, we're in John, John 14, six, Jesus is the way, but in a very lesser sense, I will say the bidet is the way when it comes to cleaning yourself, that's it. You know, I'm a big fan of the bidet. I'm an apologist. I'm an evangelist. I gotta just get that in
0: there. Just gotta I'll get it. Shut in up right, now. Man.
1: I'll shut up now and send it back to you.
0: Well, I think what I like about this Everyone's is- scarred now. Well, you bring like these practical illustrations into the conversation that are helpful because, like <laughs> with Jesus, we find communion. The simplicity of every time you eat a meal. Every time you eat a meal, man. And there's bread and there's wine present. You get to just have this moment, whether you're alone or with people. It doesn't matter. You have this moment of just remembering the blood and body, man, that was shed and broken for us. And what you're saying is that there's another illustration to keep things always in the forefront of your mind about yeah. grace.
1: A daily reminder.
0: A daily reminder.
1: And with my marker, illustration, if you, daily, grace, if you don't have a daily, if you don't have a daily reminder. You might need to go see a doctor or drink of more water. <laughs>
0: so we'll, we'll just we'll just say this. Um, like in view Last of time, this. Re- well, la- yeah. no, no, no,
1: no. I just got to say this.
0: Last time I brought up the bidet on this podcast, someone threatened to stop supporting the podcast. It's true. And now now we're now we're going to be in trouble again. We're in trouble. But again. if you're hearing what we're saying, yes. you're grabbing on to this. And you found freedom in this and you found resources to help other people find the freedom they already have. We want to invite you to just laugh with us and continue to support Lark. Go to LarkSite.com. Click on give. All donations are 100% tax deductible. We are a licensed nonprofit 501c3. Mm -hmm. So with that said, let me just go ahead and close out here. At the end of this, it just refers to just one, just key passage. I feel like is just needed, man. So it says, Moses gave the law. Mm. I I think John intentionally says that in this, he's making known who Jesus really is. He makes known that he was before John. Of course, everybody's like, wait a minute. John's his cousin. John was born before Jesus. Can't possibly be before him. Oh yeah, he can. When you're the maker of humanity, then you came before someone else being born. Yeah. Again, why John's making this known. And he talks about him coming, right? In this fullness that's been bestowed upon is full of grace and truth. And, you know, we see this, man, and we see, we learn about grace upon grace. It's just never ending. And then he throws, throws in here, oh, by the way, Moses gave you the law, but through Jesus Christ, you find, right? Grace and truth.
1: Hmm.
0: And just to make this point clear, man, because I think it's needed, When you hear that, you could think to yourself, well, is there no grace in the law? And the answer to that is no, there's not. And then you could say, okay, um, well, then that also means, Russ, that there's no truth in the law. To which I would say, well, the law is true. But what we're finding in this passage is a reference to the truth of salvation. It's not the whole truth. Right? The truth of our salvation is not in the law, dude. It's not there the law is good the law is beautiful the law is from god jesus said not one dot of it shall be removed but the yeah. law will only tell you the truth about the condition you are in mm. okay the apostle paul referred to it in second corinthians as the ministry of death the ministry of condemnation that is its purpose the yeah. law will reveal holiness but it can never ever bring about holiness hence why more laws in society is Mm -hmm. a waste of time it has never nor will ever work okay all it does is just reveal where you fall short yep so moses brought this law to show us what holiness was really like to show us what harmony could really look like with god and others but that's all it can do right? right that's all it ever has done does not tell you about the truth of salvation or give you the grace that you need to live in union with God. The only way to see what God is like is to look to the son who reveals him, which is what the verse 18 is all about. He reveals him Colossians one. He's the image of the invisible God. If you're wondering what this God who's full of grace and truth, a God who has declared a law of what is good and right, Mm -hmm. but he's also full of grace because we cannot meet this. And then also within his grace brings about the truth of salvation and where it's found, which leads right to the way and the yeah. way his name is Jesus is made known, man. Mm-hmm. And I just like that because if you miss it, you start to realize how easy it is to live your life in good faith to the wrong God. Yeah. And I've I known a lot of friends, man, and I myself included for years and years and years and years and years can sincerely live in good faith to the wrong God, man, because we don't understand the connection of these things. And therefore we miss it. And we spend our lives pitting grace against truth and trying to walk this balance to keep a law. That's only purpose is to reveal that we can't keep it. Yep. It's insane, dude. Like how much popular Christianity is completely devoid of Christ and what he's actually declared. You would have thought
1: John said, And the law came from Jesus. Um, And then we layer law over truth. Like, well, people just need to know the truth. And then we apply it to everything. Like they need to know the truth politically. Jesus came in truth and grace. And I'm going to hop on Facebook here and let everybody know what's up. The truth is specifically in the context of what God is like and how to, um, how to, how to be known by him, how to, how to, how to be in relationship with Mm. him how to know how he has already made relationship with you in in jesus in his coming too good man i love it jesus is the word he's the logos he's the voice and we've already seen in these first few passages the voice creates the voice reveals he is the he's the animating life-giving voice of god who creates and reveals and dude there's only
0: one way and it's him it, man. So with that said, cheers.